Joining us now is Amy Kubich from Planned Parenthood. Amy, you are an educator, I understand, for Planned Parenthood. Yes, I am. So your job is to go out and talk to people about the issues that we're going to uh, hopefully delve into. Yes. This radio station is affiliated with the University of California, and I know that a lot of students are coming back to start school here this fall, and um, I think they perhaps know, my impression is, that they perhaps know less about contraception than would be optimal. Right, I agree with that. So let's let's see if we can fill in some gaps today. Okay. And the, the one I wanted to start with was the issue of the so-called morning-after pill. And I think this is really poorly understood and not well known even by a lot of uh, a lot of adults I know. When I tell them that you can use four birth control pills as a morning after pill, people seem shocked and say, "Are you sure?" Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Now, um, I do want to uh, say about that is um, I would never recommend that a woman just take four of her birth control pills. It's not dangerous, but it's all, it's certain kind of pills. It could possibly be um, if she's on a pill that has really low dose, it might not work. So right. um, she should always consult her doctor um, or go into a clinic like Planned Parenthood or the health center of the university and, and inquire about emergency contraception. Now, of course, accidents do happen and people sometimes don't plan as well as they should. What do people do? Ideally, uh, she would already have some emergency contraception on her. And I did speak to the uh, health center on, uni- on campus. Yes. And uh, they do uh, dispense emergency contraception prophylactically, which is uh, before they need it. Um, if, any, if a student walks in, it has to be the female. A guy cannot get the pill for his girlfriend. Right. Um, she can go in and just say, hey, I'm using condoms. I would like emergency contraception just in case the condom breaks or falls off or something like that, and they'll give it to her. Right. That would be the easiest situation. Um, if she hasn't already have it, um, she would need to go into the health center as soon as she can to get it. Um, and actually, um, as I, I inquired with the uh, nurses at the health center, and um, they told me that um, if they could just call and the nurse could possibly just call in a prescription for her. So um, she w- might not even have to go into the um, clinic itself. Um, everything would have to be going okay for her, meaning that she didn't think she was pregnant, she had no symptoms of pregnancy, um, she could just get that called in for her, which would be really convenient. That's great information. Someone just having the proper uh, history can, can call in and take care of things over the phone. That's correct. That's correct. Um, um, she's, she's always welcome to come to Planned Parenthood, too, although we don't actually have a Planned Parenthood clinic in Davis. The closest one is probably there's one in Woodland, okay. and then there's several in Sacramento. But the health center would probably be most convenient for her. Um, as far as confidentiality goes, um, the nurses told me that they worry sometimes that some students might not access contraceptive services because they have confidentiality, possibly their parents finding out. And actually, when, when you leave the health center, it is true that you get um, more of an itemized type of receipt which says what services that you got, but that is not sent home. What is sent home just says that you access student services, the health services. It doesn't say what it was. It could have been anything. It could have been you, know, you needed some cold medicine or right. you... Uh, had a bladder infection. It could be a numerous things, and sure. uh, your parents would not know that. Should put a lot of people's mind at ease to know, to know that. Yes. Uh, more more in general, what uh, what does the person out in the community? What would they do in terms of emergency contraception? Some health facilities make it very convenient. For example, if you're covered under Kaiser insurance, Kaiser um, it really is um, an advocate of emergency contraception. Okay. And again, you can just call Kaiser. You can just call their pharmacist pharmacy. You don't have to talk to your doctor and they'll dispense it to you. They even, they'll even mail it to you. 
and I believe it shows up like the next day. Well, let's hope. So, um, so it can be very convenient. Um, as far as if you don't have any health insurance or if you're, you can't access your health insurance uh, for confidentiality, like if you're a minor or you know, a, young, a young adult and you're still covered under your parents' insurance, you're always welcome to come to Planned Parenthood. Uh, you can uh, be funded through the state family planning uh, or the health access program, which is uh, through the Office of Family Planning for the state of California. You can get covered under that um, regardless of uh, how much your parents make and regardless of their insurance, even if it, you're covered. If you can't use your insurance for confidentiality reasons, you can get um, the family pack services, and that will cover you. Um, and essentially, you can just walk into any Planned Parenthood and get emergency contraception. They might even suggest that you might want to get a gonorrhea and chlamydia test, too, which is just a urine test. When you're there to get your emergency contraception, you can, they will also dispense a second dose to you if you request, so then you can have your, another pack for just in case something happens later again, and which is the easiest way to use EC. Emergency contraception works as best as soon as you can take it. If you can yes. take it as soon as possible after the unprotected sex or the oops, yeah. it, uh, it, can, it is more effective. Emergency contraception, all it is is strong birth control. That's all it is. It uh, has nothing um, extra in it. Um, before the FDA approved emergency contraception. Which is fairly recent. Which is fairly packet. recent, yes. Yeah. Uh, Planned Parenthood for years was still offering emergency contraception. We called it the morning after pill then. And all it was was uh, certain kinds of birth control pills. We dispense and say, you know, take this many now and this many 12 hours later. Yes. Um, when a, just because when a drug is approved by the FDA, a clinician can dispense it for any reason they want. Um, it doesn't. Ha they don't have to go through the FDA. Oh, can we use it for this? It's, it's, if it's approved, it's approved. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, one of the more uh, basic methods out there, which is has an added benefit of uh, of a disease prevention, which is the good old reliable foam and condoms. Right. Spermicide and condoms can be an excellent method of birth control. If you use them together, you're looking at about a 96% effectiveness, which is pretty good. Yeah. Condoms by itself, uh, tip, typical use, and that means um, people are human and make mistakes, not um, under clinical trials when everything's perfect. But the typical use, condoms are about 85% effective. Spermicide by itself, such as foam, is uh, about 75% effective with typical use. So we don't encourage you to use spermicide by itself. Yes. But, you know, anything you can do is better than nothing at all. But combined, spermicide and condoms, um, specifically the kind of spermicide that you put in the woman's vagina, you don't want to get the kind that just is on the condom. Uh, the best way to use it is the stuff that goes in the vagina. And that, that you're going to looking at about a 96% effectiveness there, and that's uh, pretty good. I really right. like that, too, because guys... It's a very effective method of birth control that a guy can use, and he can know it's being used, uh, for sure. And if she's also on a hormonal method, like a, the shot, Depo-Provera, mm -hmm. or birth control pills, it's pretty unlikely that a pregnancy could happen. No method is 100%, of course, but if you're using condoms, spermicide, and birth control pills, I would say that that's a pretty darn good method. I don't want to get into this a lot today, but uh, of course, you know, uh, even using everything, sometimes... Pregnancy still results, right. and, and when that happens and a person finds himself in that, uh, in that uh, difficult position, um, what can they do? They should get a pregnancy test as soon as possible. Um, at Planned Parenthood, we offer pregnancy tests. They're confidential. And again, um, it, that can be covered under the Family Pack program. Th they do have options, and at Planned Parenthood, we feel that um, the woman 
should be able to make that decision of what she wants to do with her pregnancy, and we're going to support her with whatever decision she wants to make. Um, her choices are to continue her pregnancy and parent. She can continue her pregnancy and uh, choose adoption, or she can have an abortion. Yes. And we do offer abortion services at Planned Parenthood. As far as money goes, um, we take several different insurances. She could always pay cash if um, money is an issue for her. Uh, she can apply for Medi-Cal, and she has to apply for Medi-Cal in the county that she's currently living in. And she can get emergency Medi-Cal, basically, and it's just Medi-Cal for this pregnancy right now. Yes. So, and re- regardless of whether she's con- going to continue or terminate, she can get Medi-Cal for either prenatal care or abortion services. And I should mention, too, that Planned Parenthood also provides prenatal care. And uh, she should probably want to... Um, have terminate her pregnancy as soon as possible if that's the choice that she would make and we offer um, a surgical procedure uh, with different levels of sedation Uh, she can be sedated she can just have some volume if she wants she's got a lot of options or we also provide a medical abortion which is an abortion that's induced with medicine and not a surgery which I think has been quite quite a bit talked about in the press, the, the various so-called uh, abortion pill. Right, mifepristone, or uh, formerly known as RU486. Yes. And it's actually, and I think it's since we were talking about emergency contraception, one of the frustrating things uh, when, when I'm out in the community or if I'm reading a paper is I've noticed many times, not always, uh, when a story is being done about emergency contraception, They'll also, for some reason, talk about mifepristone. Right. And I think that confuses people. Sometimes they think that emergency contraception is also an abortion or it can cause an abortion, which is completely false. Yeah, that's a good point to stress. Right. Um, If you're pregnant and you take emergency contraception, it's not going to terminate your pregnancy. Mifepristone is a completely different medication. It's not um, hormonal contraception. And it's medicine that um, if you take mifepristone, it will, um, basically your body will not support the pregnancy anymore. Right. And then um, you have to take an extra medication to help um, expel the pregnancy. And it can only be done in early pregnancy. If you're more than, I believe, 49 days, something like that, pregnant, then you can't use it. You're too far along, which is still very early in your pregnancy, but it's too far for mifepristone. Yes, but it is, but it is certainly is an option for a person who's in that difficult, uh, difficult position. That's correct. Well, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and uh, there are some other methods besides uh, oral contraceptions, and, and you want to address some of those a little bit? Uh? Yes, yes. We have Depo-Provera, which is an injection you get uh, every three months. Um, a lot of young women really like that method. Um, they don't have to remember to take something every day. If they're worried about confidentiality, they don't have to worry about anything being found. They don't have to be stressed out about hiding their pills or whatever, like, you know, anything like that. So that can be really convenient for some women. Depo-Provera is extremely effective. It's over 99% effective. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you go every three months on time and get your shot, you're going to be okay. The chances of an unplanned pregnancy are really, really uncommon. We also have um, barrier-type methods that keep the uh, sperm and egg away from each other, uh, condoms. We have the female condom. And I should say that uh, with the female condom, you should never, ever use a female condom and a male condom at the same time. You just use one condom at a time. It's okay. like a two balloons rubbing against each other. Right. So uh, don't do that. We also have diaphragms and cervical caps, which um, a woman needs to be fitted for, and she puts it in her vagina before she has sex. Yes. And they need to be used with spermicide as well. We have many different kinds of spermicide. There's suppositories, foam. Film is a really great type of spermicide. Uh, the reason why a lot of people like it that use spermicide is um it's flat and discreet it's uh-huh. uh, not as messy it 
easy to travel around with it, too. Hmm. And uh, you can go to Planned Parenthood, and uh, we offer all these spermicides and condoms, and guys can go and get them, too. Um, they, they're also sold over the counter, which is convenient. If uh, something's happening on a Saturday night and it's late, obviously you can't stop in at Planned Parenthood or the health center. Right. probably closed. Um, you can always just go to a store and buy it. Um, it's not going to be cheap. You're probably going to run you about 25 bucks, but it's definitely cheaper in the long run. We also have methods that the IUD is an excellent method, and there's a, uh, there's a type of IUD that doesn't have any hormones in it, and then there's the type of IUDs that have some hormones in it. We should probably point out the IUD is probably less, uh, less likely to be used in someone, certainly in the university population. That is true. But I, I like women to know about it because yeah. um, it, it's also the me- kind of method that doctors really don't like to put it in women that are too young. Um, they also prefer that a woman have a child already yes. before they use the IUD. Yes. Um, that's, some doctors will insert it in women that don't have a children and, and some won't. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but it's a, it's a great method to think about later. Yes. A lot of women really enjoy the IUD. And it's very effective and... Um, so it can be an alternative to sterilization. Sometimes, you know, people aren't ready for that step, that right. final step of sterilization where you can't ever have a child again. So the IUD, very effective. And some studies have shown that the copper key IUD, the non-hormonal one, can, you can leave it in the uterus for up to 12 years. So wow. um, it can be very convenient. And, and I guess with the IUD, we should say that uh, there is a slight infection risk, which is why doctors are hesitant in the younger patient or someone who hasn't had a child, the risk, of course, being uh, infertile. But for someone who's, uh, who's had a child or a little bit older in, in, in uh-huh. years, this is a, it's a great option. It can be a great option. And uh, the infection risk is uh, mainly due to um, if you're exposed to a sexually transmitted disease, like, such as chlamydia. What they find is that because there's a, a string that attaches to the IUD and it uh, hangs out a little bit out of the cervical opening. Right. If a woman is exposed to a sexually transmitted disease like chlamydia or gonorrhea, for example, it's possible that that infection can spread to the uterus faster yes. just because of the string is there. It doesn't necessarily mean the IUD itself causes an infection. It's more, you know, if you're not in a monogamous relationship, it's um, not a good idea to use an IUD. Another issue I wanted to, to mention in passing uh, and regarding condoms, there are these um, uh, sort of natural condoms out there that don't use latex rubber. They involve, like, I think, animal intestine, which mm-hmm. are, you know, favored by some people. But there's been an issue that they aren't, aren't as good for disease protection. They are not. They're not. They, they're, the pores in the, um, the, that, the natural condom um, are larger, and uh, bacteria and viruses can get in and out. Um, it does protect against pregnancy, but we don't recommend it just because of the uh, um, disease issue. Yeah. Although if someone is allergic to latex, and some people are, more than you would think, yeah. um, you can use a polyurethane condom. They're harder to find, and they're more expensive, unfortunately, so it would require more planning. Um, But uh, female condoms, which are sold over the counter in many stores, and we offer them at Planned Parenthood, are made out of polyurethane and not latex. Amy Kubitsch, any other methods you want to just talk about before we... uh... Yeah, um, there's a couple new methods out that um, the patch, and I'm sure a lot of women have seen the ads for them. It's been heavily advertised. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you put a patch on your skin, uh, for a week, and uh, you change it every week, and then after the third week, you go a week without it. And um, that probably would confuse some women just because um, they would, oh, am I not protected that week? No, you are. Birth control pills are the same thing. Really, yes. you're only taking 21 days of a hormone. Yes. The last seven days are just, you know, there to remind you so you don't get out of the routine. Yes. Uh, then there's the Nuva ring. It's a ring you insert in your vagina, 
And uh, you leave it in there for three weeks, then you take it out, uh, go a week without it again, and then put a new one in. And uh, some women really like that. The, the benefits of the Nuva Ring is that um, because it's uh, localized, closer to where we need it, it's going to be lower, a lower dose in hormones. Women who don't like the side effects of hormones, they might prefer that. Although I do want to say that I would, I would hope that a woman would give her hormonal method of birth control at least three months before she decided she didn't like it. Right. Um, a lot of times, it just takes some time for your body to get used to it. Many times, the side effects will fade. And there are some benefits to using a hormonal method of birth control, specifically a combined method. Some types of birth control pills can help clear up mild to moderate acne. Um, if a woman has really painful periods or a bad PMS or really heavy periods, yes. uh, th- this is what a doctor would give to her to help treat that. So I think it's important to understand that birth control pills, for example, uh, it's all, there's also medicinal reasons to use them. So if you find a pack of pills in your little sister's bag, don't freak out. She <laughs> could be using it for something completely different and stop going through her things. <laughs> we have a toll-free uh, Facts of Lifeline. Anybody can call this uh, number and they can speak to someone and ask them any questions they want. And then we also have like a little automated touch tone device going on where you can punch in a code and hear a pre-recorded message about a lot of like, abortion, sexuality, all sure. sorts of issues. And it is at 1-800-711-9848. 1-800-711-9848. We also have a great website, www.ppmarmonte, that's P-P-M-A-R-M-O-N-T-E dot org. Well, it's, it's been very informative uh, discussion uh, about issues of contraception. Uh, Amy Kubich, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I'm Douglas Everett. This is Radio Parallax on KDVS 90.3 FM. Let's take a short break. <laughs> 